This is an AMI podcast. Hello and welcome. It's Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just going about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. I'm your host. My name is Jenny, and I am super excited to this time be introducing to you a guest who has been on this podcast. This will be their third time appearing on the podcast and no other guest has done that so they must be pretty damn special this person is special they know me and how I see better than anybody in the world they understand me and get me and support me and they are an incredible human being they were on episode 9 called love is legally blind they were on episode number 21 called love is still legally blind they are he is the one and only husband of mine eve howdy how's it going up there it's going well up here how's it going down there in the basement it's nice. It's cool. You dressed it up real well. You're looking good. Thank you. Yeah. You and, and the background looking fantastic. Nice. Thanks. Thank you. I combed my hair. You did. And that's not like a daily thing for you. People should know. That's like a special thing. What else do you want the folks to know about you that maybe they don't know? Uh, well, we've been married for a nice long time. And I like it. Ooh, here's a good skill testing question that will give the f- people a glimpse of the type of relationship that we have. Now, no cheating, okay? And I won't cheat either. How long have we been married? Should we take a guess? Uh, I think it's... Uh... It's been seven or eight years. Okay, what's your guess? What's your final answer? Lock it in. Seven. Seven? That's my guess too. Not because it's not because it's my lucky number. Uh, okay. I think. Okay, let's look it up real quick. So we got married in what year? Do you know? No, I I can't remember the name of that year. Yeah, it was 2016, right? So that's seven years. Go us! Hey, we both guessed right. That's fantastic. Yay! We've had a, a pretty interesting couple of days. It's been a busy weekend, busy day. I find the past few months have been busy months altogether. But yeah, we've, we've gotten a lot done already today. And we'll get into all that. We'll talk about what we've been up to together since the last time you were on. But why don't you fill us in on uh, the best parts of this weekend? Jeez, I mowed the lawn this morning, so that's pretty cool. Front lawn looking great. Our wheat field was pretty good. After no mow May, it looks like a different... The wheat field, it looked. It looks like a different house. The bees better have freaking enjoyed it. Were you talking about the wildfire relief benefit concert that we went to on friday night maybe yeah yeah a couple nights ago wasn't that awesome that was a really good time such a good show and they they put that together so quickly and it was so touching that place was packed the whole scotia bank center or as ogs call it the metro center jen it's the metro center classified called it the metro center but yeah there was a huge lineup 
We had what we had Joel Plaskett classified, Adam Matt Mays. Adam Baldwin, Matt Mays. Neon Dreams was Adam pretty Baldwin. cool. Yeah, it was Neon Dreams is awesome, yeah. And they raised over three hundred thousand dollars that night alone. Yeah, and like almost uh was it with corporate sponsorship and whatnot? Or one point something million yeah. I think it was altogether. That's a great It was over a million. It was a good yeah. good concert and good good cause as well. You know, we all have like different capacities in which we can help when things like wildfires happen or or these devastating things happen in our neighborhood in our region and and i don't know this was a nice way to know that you know you can kind of contribute and participate if there wasn't another way that you could do that which is how i felt so um that was a great night but that was also the second time ever in my 30 plus years of being on earth <laughs> that I used a mobility cane, a white cane, as they call it, the second time ever. And what's funny is the first time ever I used one of these long mobility canes, mine's got a pink handle, by the way, um, was just a week ago while the wildfires were actually going on. We snuck out, went to a comedy show, also at the Scotiabank Center, at the Metro Center. That was a lot of fun. Metro Center, Jen. <laughs> it was it was so good to just like sneak out and have a laugh because it was it's really scary. And I should say before we move on that like anyone who who's affected by the wildfires in Nova Scotia, all the first responders, etc., um, and and across Canada, a lot of people are being affected by the wildfires um our hearts are with you and in nova scotia all of the province's hearts are 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 with those affected i'm sure and it and it really shows in the ways that people are giving back but i i digress we went out and we had a whole new experience together because i was using a cane and i had this discussion with someone recently that no one had ever really suggested that a mobility cane would be a good option for us because we, uh, this other person I was speaking with, we tend to function really well um, using other techniques and getting around. But there are certain environments, like in a big stadium, when it's dark and where there are weird, oddly positioned steps and things like that, Um, where it really comes in handy. It was like a game changer for me. Don't think I'll ever go to that kind of venue and probably a lot of other environments now where I'll have it with me. But enough about my experience. I, I would normally, Eve, rely on you a lot in those kinds of situations to help guide and give information so I can get around without falling on my face. What was it like for you? It was not having that much responsibility. It was it was kind of different, actually, because like typically, yeah, like you're saying, like a lot of the time when we go out to a big event or a big function like that, you might have your ID cane or something like that. But uh, I'm still going to be helping lead you uh, one place or another or like at least like just help guide where the steps are. Or I might be calling out where there's like a drop or a dip or something in the ground. So like I feel like that did allow me to move a little bit free more freely but at the same time i was i was very much like oh i'm I'm used to you being right behind me so much closer so like it was kind of kind of different having you a little bit a few steps farther away from me than normal uh because like I, I am used to having you like super close or like touching my elbow or something like that so i'm thinking oh if i'm gonna squeeze through some people i need to really make sure that there's room for two 
Whereas this time it was like, you could, you were a little bit more like, obviously like you're self-sufficient and whatnot, but I find that you were able to kind of navigate a lot easier without me calling out like the steps are starting here. And they're also every second step is diagonal shape. It was like I had freaking peripheral vision and it was liberating. I know how, I know how cliche that's going to sound, but it was like, holy shit, it's like I have peripheral vision. I'm getting so much more information and I think I'm still really figuring out the balance between like following you and using the cane for information. Cause I'd like to walk just like next to you, but in those super crowded environment, it was, it felt more efficient to just like follow you and with the cane in front of me you're right that puts a little bit more space in between us but it was a really awesome experience to finally do that so i think the lesson here is that even if you've not been recommended a mobility cane maybe give her a try especially if you're someone without peripheral vision especially in certain environments like and i know my vision well enough to know that like if it's going to be dark and there are stairs or if there are stairs period and um you know maybe it's sunny whatever any number of factors um i'm going to be taking that thing a lot more places so i'm very grateful that i did that and uh i, yeah. I even feel that uh people around us we're giving you a little bit more space. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I know that, like, you know, the ID cane should be enough uh, for people to be like, oh. But I, I noticed that, like, even just, like, the people passing by were, like, they'd noticed that a little bit more. And we're giving you a little bit more space, like, especially in front of you and whatnot. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed like there was a bit of a different atmosphere. And it was, it was kind of nice to see, like, you know, it, that it was working out like it was working yeah and and that that's so true i did notice that too i you know i think the id cane can be a good option for some people for those who might not know it's an id cane identification cane is just that it's just something that you hold it's a, like a mini cane to let people know that you're blind or visually impaired i don't find it very i have not found it to be very effective because it's so small like especially in those really crowded situations people don't see it until they're like right in front of you um but it's it's funny you mentioned that people were giving more, me more space. It, there are pros and cons with anything, right? And I don't know if I told you about this, but when I went to the washroom, I think someone assumed that I couldn't see them and they straight up cut in front of me for the paper towel. No, no, you <laughs> like, didn't tell me that at all. You just, you told me somebody cut you off. They didn't, you didn't mention that they they thought that you couldn't see. Blatant, blatantly looked at the cane looked at me, stepped directly in front of me, like cut in front of me. They thought they were being, yeah, they thought they were being sneaky. Um, I don't, I don't know. I may or may not have whacked their foot a little bit with the cane by accident. I think that's reasonable. Quote, accident. <laughs> but anyways, but it just goes to show like pros and cons with anything, right? And like people, people are mostly good. Yes. People are mostly good. We're here to recap what we've done since you were on about a year ago. So let's like turn this thing around, pull some Tarantino shit and go back in time and bring us back to present day. So one of the highlights for me... And I think probably for you too, I'm more of a tra I think that I have more of the travel bug than you do. But last August, we left the Maritimes for the first time in what was it like two and a half years? Yeah. yeah it was two and a half years because at the beginning of COVID, well, before COVID hit, 
we were planning our trip, yep. a trip to Europe. So last August, do you want to tell us about, want to tell the people about where we went? We went to Montreal. <laughs> yes, we did. We got to see Bill Burr. That was a really good trip. Holy crap, it felt good to get it out. The highlight of the trip was obviously the comedy show. Do you remember something that you did for me that was super kind at the comedy show? I made sure that you were able to get your phone in. Why would I want to bring my phone in? So that you could see uh, billboards and uh, menus over concession stands and stuff. You mean the beer menu. Yeah, because it's one of those like... I don't know if people that are, uh, you know, listening and watching have gone to like any, very many big shows recently, but a lot of times they make you uh, essentially like package up your phone mm-hmm. so that you can't like record things or, you know, ruin the show for other people and whatnot. So they were about to package up your phone. And I said, hey, I don't think you should package her phone up because she uses that as a an aid for vision. And I think kudos to the people at the the Bell Center in Montreal. They they figured it out right away. Yeah. A lot of places you'd be like, no, she needs that to see. And and I'm sure at a lot of like smaller places they've been like, well, what do you mean she needs that to see? <laughs> but uh, I thought that it was really cool that they were just like, oh, oh yeah, no problem. Just make sure you don't record the show or anything, and they'd just let you go through. So that was that was really cool of that. I thought. Yeah. No long explanations required. And I think the coolest thing was that I didn't think of that. You thought of that for me. So again, that just comes back to like, you get it sometimes even more so than I do, which blows my mind sometimes. What else did we do? We, we, uh, art museum, like the hardest art museum in the world to find. I have excellent navigation skills. Excellent. And between you and I, you've got eyes. I've got like lots of orientation and mobility skills using maps and GPS and asking for directions. We did all the things. We almost gave up and we almost didn't find this place, but we did. And that was, it was, it was getting bleak. It was. Yeah. And, but we were, we didn't give up and we found it. And I think it was worth it. That was a lot of fun. Totally worth it. And that was, I'm not going to go ahead and call it accessible, uh, in a visual sense. You did have to fill in a lot of blanks for me. I did ask a lot of questions. But there was a lot going on in some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like some things were very small, a lot of detail oriented items. But with any art show, it was a little weird at times. And any good art show, any exactly any good art show, it was a little a- exhibit, it was a little weird at times. Yes. But do you remember the one thing that you pointed out to me? Like I never would have even known about this part of the exhibit. There was there was a room. And it was all just white. And there was one doorway had was full of uh, garland, I believe. And it was like a foot's worth of depth of garland that you walked through to get into the room. And then you get into this room and it's just all white. And then there's a tunnel, like a like some kind of like masonry looking tunnel at the end of the room. And you think, oh, I just go through this this room. And on the left wall... There's a set of lips, the size of human lips, so quite small, and it looks like they're in a whistling kind of posture, and I, I kind of walked by them, <laughs> and I could see there was light coming from the hole in the lips, and, and you you get right up, right up close, and then you realize there's a whole video. <laughs> There's a whole screened world inside of the lips with a kaleidoscope kind of... It was a lot of weirdness. 
it was pretty like trip trip tripped out like psychedelic kind of thing right yeah there was like broken glass in a kaleidoscope in a a fish tank. I don't know. There was a lot going on. It was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know that we would, most people I'm sure would have just walked by that set of lips. There was nothing in that room to make you think you should stop. How did you spot them? Were you just like scanning the room? I just noticed there was something on the wall. <laughs> like there should be something in this room. I have to thank you again for pointing that out. Right. And yeah, enhancing the experience for me, something I otherwise might have missed. Uh, I think it was the following day. We went out to the market. Uh, what was it? It's uh, Jean Talon, I think it's called. Oh, I th- yeah, I believe that was the name of the market. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And I just wanted to ogle produce and, you know, get some fancy coffee and stuff. And we did that. So much nice food in mm-hmm. that place. Oh, my God. Yeah. And all the various, the abundance of single items like how there's like a row of different places that are just selling garlic Mm -hmm. so we went through there had a coffee had a little i think we had like a little croissant or something and just outside there's a whole sort of street side street just full of sort of like what i would call like standard cafes you know they have their little outdoor seating and it's august so it's nice and they've got their outdoor seating but they all kind of like look the same kind of generic to me yeah and uh, so as we're walking we're you know like we need to have some brunch we need to have like a big breakfast here to fuel our day and this was before we went to hunt for the art gallery so we really needed it we didn't even know how much we needed it <laughs> but often often the distance like beyond these standard looking cafes i spotted this like bright yellow and blue building and i was like Ooh, I wonder what that place is. And then as we approached it, it was like, ooh, it's a greasy spoon kind of diner place. And they have big breakfasts. And it was like just perfect. So it was like this beacon of bright colors. So business owners, if you want people to notice your business, <laughs> big, big, bright colors. Those of us who are who are visually impaired and uh, appreciate color, we come to them from a distance. Um, so I found that. And... But you had these giant blueberries. And I was like, yo, I don't know about those blueberries. Those don't look natural. No, they aren't. Do you remember that? They aren't natural blueberries. (laughs) They're grapes. And even they were so big, they were the kind that even had the seeds in them. So before we move on from Montreal. We had such a great time. We ate and had some fancy drinks and you had a smoked meat sandwich, of course. If you ever go to Montreal, you definitely have to have a large smoked meat Reuben style sandwich. I believe the place was called Reuben's in Montreal. Wow. It was called Reuben's. Absolutely. And they have really nice cocktails there as well. I had one with jalapenos in it, but I can't remember what it was called. It was really good. Remember when we went to Cape Breton for, that was a big, bad celebration. It was a birthday celebration for, uh, I guess she's family. And we had, we brought a whole crew, uh, even our, my, my little niece, our little niece. Uh, That was a fun, fun trip. I didn't really have any incidents or real moments with my vision, but I, and that, at the end of that trip, I questioned your vision. (sighs) And I don't think you're ever going to live this one down. Now, when we stayed at an Airbnb, 
I brought my own pillow. I've got neck stuff. So if I can bring my own pillow, I'm going to bring it. So we had a drive. I brought my own pillow. And as I was packing up at the end of the weekend, I put my pillow in a plastic bag, like a clear plastic bag. And I put it at the front of the pile of pillows on the Airbnb bed. Right? So we're packing up the car. I'm outside. And I ask Eve, hey, would you mind going in and grabbing my pillow for me? And this pillow of mine had a lovely, I don't think it was silk. I can't afford silk. Pretty sure satin is what I'm... Satin-y, satin of some sort. Satinish, satin Satinish. Satin-esque. Material supposed to be good for your hair and skin and whatnot. I even had a special pillowcase on this pillow. E, do you want to tell the people what you did? Grab the wrong pillow. How did you grab the wrong pillow? Just the one that looked like your pillow. I don't even understand. I don't even understand. And it was in the front. So I'm I'm pretty sure I grabbed whatever pillow was in the bag though, didn't I? No. I I claim the fifth as of this moment. I didn't realize it wasn't my pillow until I was gonna I was going to bed that night, and I was like, "This is the Airbnb pillow. This is some stranger's pillow." Now they have my fancy pillow, super nice pillow, fancy pillowcase, nice pillowcase. Silver lining here is that I went and did some research and got an even better pillow. So now my pillow is even better, and I have a nice and I have a pretty purple satin version of the pillowcase now. And I got a a, a pretty purple satin pillowcase now, too, apparently. Yeah, you do, because they have to match. For a while, I let it slide where our pillowcases on the bed did not match. All is forgiven. That was another fun trip. Change of scenery. And we went to, like, this really cool gorge-type thing. That was really fun. Yeah, it was like an old mine or something like that. um, It was a quartz quarry, or was it quartz? What else did we do last fall? Hmm. We went camping. We did go camping last fall. We brought the... Was that the... That was the dog's first real camping trip, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. And he did really... And he did really, really well. He had been in a canoe before, but this this past, uh, this past fall, we went to... Well, it was like late summer, I think. It was still really warm in the fall. And we took Rory, our dog in the canoe to our usual camping spot. And that worked out really, really well until we got there and realized that we had forgotten the food, a big bag of food, right? Well, okay. We didn't realize we forgot the food when we got there. Oh. We realized we didn't have the food when we wanted to eat. Oh, right. So yeah, we had been there a while before we- We'd been there hours. <laughs> it was hours? Oh, <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, that's... We had everything set up. We were about to start making dinner. Oh, okay. And that's why it almost got dark. So you and our friend Jeremy went, like left the campsite as the sun was setting to go back to the get the food that was left at the shore where we launched off originally, which was like what? It's like a 20-minute paddle or something, right? Yeah, 20-minute, almost half an hour with like a mild amount of portage. Uh, but because we were going back empty, mm-hmm. we were much faster than we typically would be if we were laden down with the camping gear and stuff. So it, we were able to make it go quite quickly, but we were, we noticed like when the sun was setting and, oh, we got, hey, we got back to camp before the sunset. You did. 
when I got a text. As I don't the sun know, was setting. I don't know if I told you, but it was, it was, I was terrified. I was like, yeah. with the dog alone in the dark, very, very, very visually impaired. I just was like, oh my God, what if the dog wanders off? You know, we had him on a leash when I had him alone, but you know, anything could happen. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, and this, it was, it was almost set by the time you guys got back. It was, it was getting dark by the time. Like yeah. I actually got some really nice pictures of the sunset from the canoe <laughs> while we were out there thinking, well, you know, there's not, there's really rarely an option to, or an opportunity to really get these pictures. This is a, a once in a moment kind of situation. So, you know, I, I did stop paddling for a moment to get some really nice snapshots of the sunset on the water, but we we were very close when we were going to, where we uh when we when we got to the spot where we actually got the boats in the water like where we launched there were some people that were taking their boat out of the water and we just yelled at them hey is there a a bag there with food in it and they're like yup <sighs> so we didn't even have to get out of the canoe when we got to where we launched we were able to they just tossed the bag of food towards us we got it we just turned around and headed right back right away so you know, it could have been worse. It, yeah. And could have been better. Just, I'm just lucky that I didn't get stuck there uh, in, in the dark for, for very long. So it was good. I almost forgot that camping trip uh, cost me a pair of sandals. Very nice sandals. That was the camping trip. And I just replaced them. <laughs> I just replaced them. That camping trip, when you guys were gone... When you were gone getting the food, I, my, so I have like these, uh, covered toe sandals that you can like wear in the water and stuff and they were all wet. So I thought, let me prop these up next to the fire so they can get dry. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what is that smell? And I'm like, oh shit, -ish. My, my sandals are melting. Depth perception fail. I had them way too close to the fire and they were like not not a not a little bit melted. They're like a lot melted. A lot black, a lot melted. They were not even wearable. Like bottoms were very charred. There was a hole I think there was a hole burn straight through one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tough. But until then they held up really well. Um those are good sandals. Those keen sandals. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I have replaced those. So, eventful camping trip for sure. That was a yeah. yeah, that was a good one. A memorable one. We've we've camped at that place many times, but that was probably one of the most memorable times. Yeah, that was, that was nice there. What else have we been up to? We did the live stream for some of the Nova Scotia Open Goalball tournament. That was the sixth Nova Scotia Open Goalball tournament. How do you enjoy doing the live stream with me? Is it painful or is it fun? Oh, no, I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I think you're really good at it, too. It's it's the right... I, I find that it's the right pace for play-by-play -play in that fashion because it's it's just quick enough that stuff's always going on, but it's not so quick that you have to, like, skip plays. I find that it's uh, it's a really good game to be able to do color commentary for. Like, and I I like to do like the majority of of the commentary, but sometimes we switch off. I take a break, and you do a whole game. You do the commentary and sort of play by play for the live stream. But what's really awesome is is having you there to fill in 
things that I might miss. Even so when I do these live stream commentary kind of things, I often have my monocular with me or some kind of distance viewing like my smartphone, but often this is this is one of the few times that I'll use a monocular, which is like a pair of binoculars but single mono mono monocular. Uh and and but like if players switch positions for example i might not even notice if one if a winger moves into center or what have you or if there's a penalty sometimes things happen so quickly that it's so awesome to have you there to like fill in those blanks and you're really really good at that so thank you i i like doing it i think that it's it's a really fun time and it's like you know i guess it's something that i'm half decent at so no you're great at it not half decent one thing about this past year is like every year we learn new things about ourselves and you helped me realize this past year just sort of how sick and twisted I am. Do you know what I'm getting at? But do you remember like describing car accidents and stuff to you or you know like stuff like that? Is that what you want? There was one specific moment when I realized it though. There was one I, I don't I, I don't remember what the car... It wasn't actually a very memorable car accident. We were just standing at the intersection and the tow trucks and stuff were there. And you're asking, oh, hey, what's what's going on? And I said, nothing. And... and the ambulances are already gone. Like, it's... We were... There's, they're, they're putting sand down to <laughs> sop up the oil. So, they're, they're putting sand down. Something happened. But I think what made me realize how sick and twisted I am is how disappointed I was that there was nothing to describe to me. I was just like... Damn. But it made me realize something else about my some of a lot of a lot of people I know who are blind. Not I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a handful of people I know that are blind who are really into NASCAR. And now I understand why. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. We don't need even need to go into detail. We're just gonna leave that shit right there. You know, we're already talking about stuff that happened after Christmas. So because I have a new job where I get to work uh, in the as sort of part of the school system, sort of. So I had March break off for the first time in countless years, and that was really cool. And we got it. We had purchased a new bed right around that time. So in my mind, I thought naturally, oh, we're getting a new bed. Why not just redo the whole friggin' room? You might as well, right? Might as well. So we we got a new bed. We got a new light fixture. Put some new stuff up on the walls. Nothing major. We Oh, but we did do some really lovely custom art. Sun, moon, star paintings above the bed. Very proud of those. But I think I realized something. You helped me realize something else about myself it, when we were painting the bedroom. And uh, not to throw you under the bus here, babe, but I think I'm a better painter than you are i can paint cleaner lines than you and that's really kind of messed up isn't it yeah I, I suppose it might be considered messed up you see you can see much more detail and accuracy than i can yeah when it comes to painting in the lines on the lines what's your excuse um i might just not notice I remember what you said. Are you hoping I don't remember what you said when I first mentioned it to you? You're so foolish. You're the worst liar. Oh my God, I love you, but you're the worst liar. Your face is so red right now. You know what he said, guys? 
He said, I think it's because you care more. So next time, I'm just going to paint it all myself. I'm just going to, because he doesn't even care. I'm really good at, I'm really good at painting. The rolling, doing the edges. That's me. This guy doesn't even care. I put paint. But thank you for your help. <laughs> you painted. You, you know what? Thank you for all the help anyway. Even if you don't care. I care. It's just, you know, I think you care more. It looks good now. Aren't you glad we did it? Doesn't it look fantastic? Yeah, it, it looks super sharp in there. We are nearly back to present day in our Tarantino film. Something that was super embarrassing just recently. Actually, no. First, we need to tell people about your best joke of the year because that comes chronologically before my super embarrassing thing that happened. So early in May, I traveled to Ottawa for senior goalball nationals. So no, I, I played with the, the Nova Scotia team. Awesome friggin' tournament. We kind of made history. Our Nova Scotia women's team won the first ever medal at nationals for the Nova Scotia women's team. Second only to basically Team Canada, who is Team Ontario. We brought home silver. Woo! Uh, but that's, I'm not here to brag. It's uh, not the point of this story. The point is that while I was in Ottawa, you had, we were chatting on the phone and we were chatting on the phone when I was back in the hotel room and you made the best friggin' joke. I swear to God, best joke since you've been on. I told you that we passed this place when we were driving back to the hotel and this place's sign was super huge, super high contrast. And I was like, oh, Wow, I can really see that sign. That sign says blinds to go. Okay. What is that? Like some kind of a company that transports people with vision impaired impairments? You said you said something like, what is that, a car service for blind people? <laughs> yes, that's the best business idea ever. It's blinds to go. It's exclusively it's so okay, but is this is this like a self driving car thing? No, it's probably just a like an Uber or a bus. It's really just the bus. It's just Sorry. the bus. <laughs> Fuck it's that. Just the bus. It's just the bus. So I heard about this really cool um this really cool car service in the United States. I believe it's in Texas. And it's this service where it's self-driving cars come it's like Uber, but it's a self-driving vehicle and it comes to your to where you are and the vehicle makes noise like beeps or something yeah. so that you can locate it get in you can sit in the driver's seat if you want but you don't have to do anything you sit in the Whoa. vehicle it auton autonomously takes you to your destination it will wait there for you and when you come out it's again in the parking lot or whatever beeping so you can find it crazy i think that should be called blinds to go <laughs> I would take that service <laughs> time and time again. I would take that service because it's so accessible. I don't know if everyone else thinks that that's the best joke ever, but man, I was losing it in that hotel room. I'm like, yeah, we've passed this place called blinds to go. And you're like, what is that? A car service for blind people. And I know it's a good joke because we passed it again with a car full. I had my teammates, a car full of blind people with me. We passed it again. 
And and I told the joke. I was like, oh, hey, it's blinds to go. That should be like a car service for us blind people. And everyone fucking lost it. The whole car was just roaring. Even the even the sighted people found it funny. So kudos on your best joke of the year, Eve. Best joke of the year. Blinds to go. Now, this wouldn't be the Low Vision Moments podcast if I didn't have a couple of embarrassing stories. I don't think I've said anything particularly embarrassing yet. One day we were working in the garden. We didn't have enough soil, so we had to make a quick run to the garden center within walking distance to our, from our home here to go and pick up some more soil, right? You remember this, right? Oh, do I. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, because oh, it, wasn't lo- it wasn't long ago at all. It wasn't long so, ago, and it was memorable. We're at the garden center. Obviously, I'm not just going to go and buy soil. I have to poke around and see what kind of goodies they have here for uh, my plant and garden addiction. So I was looking around. We were looking around together, sort of making our way through the garden center, looking at the deals, what's available. We had picked up a couple of things or carrying a tray. And all of a sudden I say, hey, Eve, is uh, is there anyone around right now? Like anyone near us and what did you say i look around and i say you know yeah, yeah we're pretty clear yeah coast is pretty clear yeah so what do i do you let out a fart similar to a <laughs> a10 warthog attack plane <laughs> i think we understand that it's probably loud so i let it rip and what did you say <laughs> not not clear enough for that enough. <laughs> there's people in this building <laughs> like there were- not just right next to us, but, you know, at the other end of the of the garden center. I'm sure they knew what was going on. I can't tell how close the, these people are. Actually, I couldn't, I couldn't see anybody because it was so bright in there. I can just barely see in front of me. This is why consistency and communication is so important. Because usually, before I let her rip, especially if we're out in public, if we're walking down the street... I usually have a code to like let Eve know, hey, something something's about to rip here. And you will say, oh, no, there's someone right behind us or yeah. something to that effect. Usually I go, uh oh, <laughs> that's that's code for I'm about to let her rip. I needs to fart. So now everyone knows far too much about me and um, how I go about farting in public. So we're going to be more consistent moving forward in our communication. <laughs> Well, this year has been good. The year since you've been on, love is more blind than ever. I'm so glad that you're my partner in life, my partner in crime. So, Eve, any final thoughts? No, this has been. Uh, I, I think your your podcast is awesome. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Oh, I love you too. You got a great show, and I'm really happy to be part of it. And another thing, you often make it possible for me to record undisturbed by furry animals our fur kids you take care of the pooch and and make sure that he's out of the way and exercised so thank you Rory's sleeping down here right now is he down there with you right now he's on the plank in front of me oh he's on the chair in front of you all right my love i will see you in a moment when you come up from the basement oh i can come up from the basement yeah we'll allow it Well, now you're all caught up on what's happened for us, my lovely husband Eve and I, in the last 12 months or so. You've heard the fun, the embarrassing, the new experiences, and the touching moments. And, I mean, are we not now your favorite couple? Come on. We must be. It's okay if we're not. It's okay. 
And if you have any feedback or comments for the podcast, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. Once more, the phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Just make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please. And thank you. You can come and follow me on Instagram. I am there under uberblonde4. That is U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. I'm sending so much love to the following people who make this podcast possible. Marka Flalo is our technical producer. Ryan Delahanty is our podcast coordinator. And Andy Frank is the manager at AMI-audio. And until next time, my friends, is it clear? Really, though, is it? Okay, because uh-oh. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.